Hello, everyone. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to 61 Spices, episode 2, Turmeric. Okay, that's on Turmeric? Turmeric? Turmeric. Do you want to start with an update? So with quarantine, we're all like cooking a bit more. It's like, you know, the fun thing. So we decided to make this Indian dish, you might know it, called Pani Puri. Um, so we got this like little puris from the Indian store. And Devin had this brilliant idea to toast it uh, in the oven. And, and I, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. And I was like, okay, for to toasting, we might need to broil it. Because in my mind, I thought broiling was the best option. So we, we put the puris in the oven to, you know, just give it a, a little crunch, a little toast. What ended up happening is after a minute or so, I started to smell some smoke. And I was like, what's happening? And I, I opened the oven door and these puris are on flames. Literal flames. Part doesn't realize broiling means it sets the top layer on fire. <laughs> it turned my puris into creme brulee. <laughs> we all started freaking out. Um, Parth ran to get the fire extinguisher. I started opening windows and we gave the fire extinguisher to Devin and he figured it out in time. Thank God. Yeah. But yeah, that's the life update from this week. Also, some shout outs. Um, thank you to Trevor, Yilin, Julian, Bianca, Elaine. Um, one of my friends from high school, Maria, Joy and Sean, and our good boy, Devin, for. <laughs> taking a listen to the podcast and providing some awesome feedback and recognition. This podcast is not only just for us, but it's for all of you as well. It's for all 37 <laughs> unique listeners who listen to us. We also received a monetization request this week. So we wanted to let you know we're not monetizing this podcast, despite the one sponsor request from the platform that we use to distribute this podcast on. This is just for fun. We don't we don't need money from this. So <laughs> we, we despite yeah. all the fans we're getting, this is this is just for fun. Uh, we also wanted to talk about corrections from our previous podcast. Number one being Parth said last episode that we were really stupid in college. This is an important correction. We are not stupid. Um, Parth did super well in Math 53, but chose to not apply himself in college which is how he got a D in physics. Um, and I busted my butt off to graduate with a 3.5, despite having a C minus and a C. We also, uh, we forgot to talk about the 2016 election, which was a very important part of freshman year. So uh, for those of you that don't know, Trump won. And in Berkeley, it was like this really high energy. We all watched the election on Sproul Plaza. After we realized Trump was gonna win, this protest like erupted. And you know, my me and my floor mates like joined the protest, and then we protested all the way from Berkeley campus to the highway. And I literally mean we got onto the highway. I don't know why we did. Honestly, like I think that was such a stupid decision to actually like link arms, and that was, that was so unsafe. As a result, someone got hit by a car. Like we watched her body fly. Um, she miraculously survived, which is incredible. But yeah, I. It's weird. I think there's like this mob mentality because like in that moment we we're like, I was like, yeah, let's go on the highway. Let's protest because the entire mob was down for it. But in hindsight, that was a really stupid decision. I love protesting. It's like important to voice uh, your concerns, but to go onto the highway and like risk your life. I think that's where that's where we draw the line. For me, the 2016 election was also a lot of like watching people scream on Sproul as we watched Hillary Clinton lose states. I think I was just in my dorm room sitting with Mimi, Lai, and Devin, and then Devin was like, Trump is actually going to win. 
And that was the first time I realized he would be the president. And then the next day, I had an 8 a.m. math 1B quiz. And I remember I was just like, how can I take this knowing what has happened? But I took it anyway. Um, And on a lighter note, in addition to the 2016 election, we forgot to talk about our first frat parties. So Parth, talk about your experience with... (laughs) Oh, oh. That frat. Um, so I remember it was like my first frat party. I, I didn't to parties in high school. I wasn't like this crazy party animal. Like I've like drank and stuff before with friends, but this was an entirely different scenario. I mean, like me and my floor mates went to this frat. Um, and then we were like in this up this room upstairs, just like hanging out with like these other frat people. And all of a sudden, this big like white dude closes the door behind us and like locks us in and then we're all like sitting and then these these white guys are just staring at me and I'm like holy shit they just handed me this bong and they're like take a hit and I don't even like weed that much but in that moment I was so scared so I, I did it I I, I, I I took a hit um, and then I I just as the others were taking hits I, I left the room. <laughs> Uh, but at least, how was how your frat party? Yeah, so I went to a... I played beer pong for the first time. I didn't even drink. Um, Devin made all the other cups, and I made the last one. So that's how it was. It was an okay time. Is that the party where you met your high school friend? No. <laughs> so there was another frat party freshman year where I ran into one of my high school friends. Get ready for the boing effect, because fuck you. Boing! <laughs> But I ran into her, um, <laughs> and she told me something along the lines of, Elise, I didn't know you were cool and you actually liked parties. I'm sure she's a good person, but in the moment, that comment really stung. Um, it's okay, though. It's okay. So Elise is like this frat star now. I'm not a frat star. But in addition to partying and debauchery, what was your freshman summer like? Okay, so now we're like post-freshman year getting into freshman summer. Literally two days after finals ended for spring semester, I went on a flight to Tanzania to go teach uh, as part of like my teaching program. And that was one of like the best experiences of my life. Good and bad. Good is like I got I like learned so much as a teacher and teaching this different culture where the students are really respectful of teachers, which is so interesting. Um, the bad part is I lost 15 pounds in the span of seven weeks. Um, skinny legend. I was very skinny. Um, I got malaria. Um, <laughs> and while like it was really like beautiful, like Tanzania is like you definitely like missed some of like you know like flushing toilets and stuff like that. Like every day I would literally like shit in a field, and then I would like lock eyes with this cow as I was taking a dump. Like this cow would shit and I would shit, and it was like it was kind of cute, I guess, but a, li- a little crazy. Um, so that was like my my like that was my only experience I would say even call studying abroad air quotes. Um, it's like I did something academic in a different country. It was really cool. I w- I'm not the kind of person who would take a semester abroad because I get just too much FOMO. Uh, but it was really fun like having that teaching experience. Um, then that summer I came back to Berkeley after teaching in Tanzania to enroll in CS70, uh, the last class I needed to really like declare. Um, and. That was interesting. One, I did really well in the class. Yeah, I got an A. I, I got wow. an A. It was um, it was one of the very few CS classes I did well in in college. Yeah, it was really cool because like it's I think CS seventy, which is discrete mathematics and probability theory. I think it's like the equalizer of CS courses freshman year because no one really comes in with like 
a crazy discrete math and probability theory background. Some people like coded a lot in high school, but this is where like, okay, I actually feel like I'm on the same level coming in. So it was really cool to do well in a class. Um, an interesting story that summer. So after I was after I was doing homework with my friends, I was walking home. I don't even say late, and I was like 10:50 p.m. And uh, these two guys jumped me. And when I mean jumped, I mean jumped. They beat the shit out of me. Oh, no. <laughs> so they uh, they they hit me. They brought me to the ground. They kicked my head into a tree. And then they said, "Give me your wallet, you little bitch." And then my phone was wrapped around my wallet. So I had to, I just gave them my phone and my wallet because I didn't have time to untangle my phone from my wallet with like my earphones. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, that was that. You know, I was like bleeding, concussion, broken nose, all, you know, the fun stuff. But I just remember just like crawling home, like limping. I was like two blocks away from my house at that point. And then my roommates like called the police, did a whole police report and stuff. I'm very thankful, however, they didn't take my laptop, which was on my backpack. That would have been really scary. Um... But anyways, by the time like the police report was done, it was past midnight. And this was an issue because my homework was due at midnight and I needed to submit it. So I emailed the professors and the TAs be like, hey, I got jumped. Here's the police report showing that I got jumped. Um, here is my face that shows the physical evidence that I was jumped. Um, I didn't have time to submit my homework assignment, but I did it and I submitted it late. Is there any chance I could still get credit for this? And they literally told me, so in every class, you get one homework drop for any extraneous circumstances. They were like, this is what the one homework drop is for. I'm like, are you kidding me? You just expect your students to get jumped? Um, I mean, I, don't, I think I like took that as like as like a spite. And like I wanted like, okay, I'll fuck you. I'll get an A in the class regardless. Um, but yeah, I mean, one of the exciting things about getting jumped is like you get a lot of attention. Um, okay. yeah, like I really do like attention. So I actually, I um, asked Elise... Uh, so at least like you messaged me like oh did you get jumped and I was like yeah I'm gonna post about it on Twitter can you can you reply to my tweet yeah and I was like you just got beat up violently like why are you asking me to retweet stuff for attention or it was like it was like can you retweet and reply to this and like it or something and I was like come on like pretty scary stuff though don't walk on Parker by yourself at night right in general, the area around like, yeah. Dwight is like kind of scary. Parker is especially scary. Parker, there is no lights. Yeah. And you're just yeah. in darkness. So if you ever go to Berkeley, if there's any high school seniors listening to this, <laughs> um, if you're going to live on Parker Street, because that's, you know, a lot of people live around there, just when you walk home alone, and don't walk home alone at night. Just don't. Yeah. For what it's worth, I've never really had a brush with personal safety. So while it is still a concern, I don't want to like really scare other people. That being said, someone did try and punch me once early in the morning, um, and I had to dodge it and run away. <laughs> so I've never actually been beat up before. Um, it was just someone who like wasn't in their right mind. So watch out, kids. But what about your freshman summer? What was that like? I taught at a summer program called Girls Who Code, which is the summer program that introduced me to computer science. They also gave me a laptop, the one that we used to record this podcast and oh, <laughs> that what? I used through all of college. Yeah, they gave me this little MacBook Air, which was really, really nice of them. Um, I really liked teaching Girls Who Code. I still keep in contact with the students to this day. Some of them go to Berkeley. We were able to hang out. Um, that summer, I also did a lot of hanging out with high school friends. And it was mainly just a quiet summer in the San Jose suburbs. We love the suburbs. <laughs> I hate the suburbs. Um, so now, like, okay, that was freshman summer. So now we're going into sophomore fall. So what were your goals heading into this fall? 
all I wanted to do was declare a CS. Um, I had gotten a B plus in 61A and an A minus in 61B. I needed a flat B in 70 to declare. That was it for me. What about you? So for me, it's like at that point, it's like I had my major and I was I was like, okay, I think freshman years, like I made my dorm friends, but now that we were like all separated out, I wanted to one, make more friends and just join a community I liked. Um, so that was like my two main goals. But like I said, I feel like the social vibes were very different than freshman year compared to sophomore year because your friends are all gone. So what was that like for you? So I started off sophomore fall with a full-on breakdown. (laughs) (laughs) There was a solar eclipse that uh, semester, and there was a whole debacle for me getting the glasses where I couldn't find a pair. And then all of a sudden, I was reselling like 12 pairs for a profit. Then Amazon canceled my order, and then I had to meet up with someone in a parking lot to get two pairs. But then I didn't end up seeing the eclipse. And I got locked out from my apartment for a little while. So I ended up reading a magazine in the trash. And then my parents texted me like, hey, thanks for leaving that one pair of solar eclipse glasses with us. We called the whole family over and we were all looking at it through our doors. Um, And I was just, I just started crying because I was like, I just really wanted to be home in that moment. I didn't like moving out of the dorms and in an apartment that didn't feel like home. Um, But I, I did still have a really strong friend group from freshman year. We called ourselves Eta Theta because they're the Greek letters for ho. Um, This is (laughs) Mimi, Lai, and Devin. And we did things like Friendsgivings with our floor mates, which um, were honestly the highlights of the semester. Um, But overall, it was pretty lonely. I remember one day, the only person I really hung out with was Devin. And I was like, no offense, Devin, but I wish I had more friends. Um, And yeah, so it, it just... I felt very lonely. What about you? Um, so, like I said, I was like, I wanted to, yeah, make more friends. So I started like going to like these club events and clubs at Berkeley are really competitive. We'll get into that in a bit. Um, but I applied to this one club. This is Matt Pia Boing. The name's. I went and it's like this is this is really competitive, like CS club. And like I didn't actually I didn't even know it'd be that competitive, but like I. You know, I went through like the written round. I went through like the coffee chat. I went through their technical group round and I went through their final round and I got rejected. And I was like, whoa, I actually thought I did really, really good in that final round. Um, And like the reason they rejected me is because they didn't feel like I could grow, Um, which is a little baffling to me, considering I'm this little kid who grew up in Kentucky, went to a very not great high school compared to these people, and then came to Berkeley, and then they said I couldn't grow. So the audacity (laughs) is what I'm saying. but at that point, I was like, okay. And I was like, I was like kind of get, get betting on getting into that club after going through all these rounds. So I was like, okay, I was like, I thought I'd make friends there, but I didn't. Then I was just kind of like lonely because uh, me and my floor mates were t- taking different classes. I was just alone in every single class. Uh, but I did get close to my housemates who were like random at that time. So that was like pretty fun. Um, like Wayne Lee got to play like poker with him a lot. And that was just a really great experience. Speaking of clubs, there was one club that Elise and I were still in. We talked about it on the previous podcast, but it's that same club. We thought about seriously quitting at the at like the beginning of the semester. We said we like we were going to quit by the end. So, what was your thought process behind quitting? Well, we both didn't like how the mission was being executed. We felt like there was more of a focus on the community versus the actual curriculum or the impact we could have on people. 
So we left together at the end of the semester. <laughs> and there actually was, like, to their credit, open discussion in the club. Like, there just wasn't much member participation in it. But I remember there was a whole general meeting where the president was like, if you please have any concerns, just bring them up right now. Um, we didn't. But <laughs> <laughs> we thought we'd started a little rebellion, I think. But in the end, out of the people who joined with us, only Parth and I left. Yeah, we, we thought we were like these spheres <laughs> of influence, but we were not. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's funny because like the president, I was in the car ride with him when I told him like, hey, Elise and I are probably going to be leaving. <laughs> um, and he was like, what? He was yeah. like in such shock. Um, but it was, it was, it was I... I don't reg- I I, lo- I still I have a lot of friends from that organization we both do um and I, I support what they do. Yeah, yeah. No, no hard feelings. This is like 4 years ago. Yeah. It probably leads better than when Parth and I first joined. And left. Yeah. <laughs> and left. So, we both talk about taking classes that we were both lonely in. You were taking CS70 the last class you need to declare. I was taking 170, which is a super hard algorithms class. So, tell me about taking CS70. Parth was a academic tutor for the class, or like a homework reader. Mm-hmm. Um, so sorry, CS70 core stuff. But sometimes he would help me out a little bit. He wouldn't <laughs> give me the answers. He'd help me out and tutor me, um, which was fun. But otherwise, 70 was very butt. I ended up doing half an SD below on the first midterm, and then 0.1 SDs below on the second one. So I was on track for the B that I needed. I even talked to a TA about this because I was so worried. But everything hinged on me doing average on the final, which is very, very stressful because in a class like 70, you can very easily do like one SD below on an exam if you just don't prep for the questions that they ask you. Um, I'd end up going to office hours with Devin a lot, sometimes for like three to five hours. I ended up doing well on the final, but it's because Devin honestly helped me out in that class a lot. And before we get into 170, I also do want to call out in the theme of clubs, um, because this is important for our later journey, is that I also joined Codebase. Um, This was the first iteration of what they called the Mentored Project, which was uh, aimed towards CS students who didn't have any web dev experience. Um, So thank you, Andrew and Brian, for teaching me HTML and CSS for the first time. Um, And I met some friends who would later carry me in future CS classes. Thank you, Amitav. Um, And who would help me and Parth lead Codebase. So I I wasn't super active in my first semester in Codebase, but I did do learning. I did make some friends. We'll really get into the Codebase story like next episode and onwards. Mm -hmm. Um, But how was 170 for you? Lonely as fuck. Oh my <laughs> god. Um, so it's this ridiculously hard class. First CS class I didn't. I took really without like friends and and I was just in office hours constantly. So I did an SD below on the first midterm, an SD below on the second <laughs> midterm. I was like, fuck, this is this is just not looking good. But then in dead week, I did not leave my apartment. I didn't even shower that week because I was just in my apartment constantly studying for 170. And then I got two SDs above on the final. Wow, uh, it cancels out, dude. It, it literally canceled out. I got an A in the class. <laughs> a minus. I got an A minus in the class. Well, we'll say that's an A. But Yeah, that's so good still. Yeah, yeah. I was very blown away by myself. I was like, <laughs> wow, wh- what do you know? Yeah. Um, but I don't even think the grade mattered. I didn't really care about my grades at that point. I was just so lonely. And I was so scared going into sophomore spring. I was like, this cannot be the rest of college. I need to make friends in the future. Yeah. 
So 170 is really important for job interviews and sophomore fall. If you're one of the more high key CS students like me and Parth is when you want to start looking for a sophomore summer internship. So you have a good junior summer internship. So you have a full time <laughs> job after you graduate. So you aren't eating ramen every day, or at least that's the dream my parents sold me, which now I realize that sort of timeline's like fucked up. It yeah. puts too much pressure on you. It's not, even it's not necessary. Parents that sell it. I feel like it's the Berkeley students who sell it. It's capitalism. <laughs> it's, who cap- sells it. <laughs> it's capitalism, right? Because like I, like I didn't have any intention of doing like a sophomore internship when I entered college. Yeah. But you see all these students, they're like, oh, you haven't started applying for jobs yet. Yeah. And then you go to a career fair, and it's literally like fucking crazy. We'll we'll get into that. Um. But what was that process of like finding an internship like for you? So for me, I got a internship at Adobe um, this semester for QA or quality assurance, meaning I would write tests for software. And it was largely thanks to Girls Who Code because one of the recruiters had my Girls Who Code email and reached out to it. Um, I definitely would not have gotten it through the career fair because when I went, I talked to someone who clearly didn't like me and I didn't stand out. Nothing was special about my resume. Um, But I did my first interviews and I landed a job because I was looking at a Stack Overflow post that answered the interview question right before I got asked it in the final round interview. It wasn't that bad for me. I think I quote unquote lucked out. You can argue that I still studied hard, all this stuff. But I think reading the Stack Overflow question right before I get asked it is like a pretty like OP move on my part. But it's like <laughs> for any technical interview, it's like for you you get it by like doing all those leak code problems beforehand, and you <laughs> and if you're lucky, you know the answer walking into the interview. Yeah, this is true. And they did ask me other questions during that interview that required me to like think critically and apply stuff. Like I remember um, there was this really cool woman engineer who was asking me the questions who I would later like ask for mentorship during the summer um, and she made me extend the question once she realized I knew the answer. In the vein of Adobe, this is where I started repaying Devin. If you notice, he carried me through 61B and 70. Um, So I accidentally, accidentally pitted Parth and Devin against each other. How is that an accident? How is that an accident? Okay, both of you guys needed jobs and I knew someone at Adobe who was still looking for internship positions. So I was like, can I get your resume? And you both said yes. So you ended up both getting interviewed for the position. And guess who got it? <laughs> it was, was Devin. <laughs> um, however, next episode, Parth will talk about what he ended up getting that summer, which was a really cool opportunity and that I think was like miles better than what you would have been doing at Adobe. Okay. Yes, that's true. But let's <laughs> talk about like my depression of sophomore fall. <laughs> so... After I realized like all the high key students were like finding internships, I was like, holy shit, I need to do this. So I was trying and like nothing was working, right? It's like, and I just, I think it's like a lot of like my own stupidity. It's like, I didn't know what to do. So like I would go to these career fairs. I'd spend hours writing like cover letters to like ed tech companies. Like, okay, like I have a teaching background. Maybe that makes me special for ed tech companies, but no. A tech company only cares if you can write code. They don't they don't give a fuck about your other backgrounds, okay? So you don't think you're like special because you are some like you have like some other random thing. Um that's mean. You you are special, but the tech companies care if you can write code. And at that point I wasn't stand out enough to do that. Um and then I was going to like these Berkeley career fairs. And I think the first Berkeley career fair you go to, it's like, what the fuck? Um, You see like these lines for Google and Apple that probably take 
at least an hour, maybe hour and a half to... Yeah, you shouldn't even wait in those. You should just submit an online yeah. application and get a referral if you can. But it is kind of insane that we had this pressure put on us when we were like 18 or 19. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, I couldn't find anything that fall and it was like semi-hard because I was seeing like all my other friends like get stuff like Elise and Devin and like Zach and I was like wow I'm this I'm the stupid one of the group (laughs) Um, we'll get into how Elise feels about that at Gary's party next (laughs) episode (laughs) and anyway so sophomore fall I would say is my lowest point of college same Yeah. yeah it was just depressing I wasn't doing well academically I was not doing well professionally and I was not doing well socially and it was an L. But there was some fun stuff that happened. Uh, For me, um, I am obsessed with the TV show Survivor. I think everyone who's listened to this podcast knows that. I made it to the final round of casting, which was really exciting. Um, So that was really, really fun. And I'm not going to go into the full stories of what happened at the casting call. Um... We don't need to go into that this episode, but <laughs> feel free to DM me if you'd like to know what happened. Part's going to re-audition, yes. so we won't go into what he did at the audition or who he did <laughs> at the audition. <laughs> but it was it was really cool. You flew out to New York, right? yeah. you got to meet other people who were actually on that season, right? Survivor is one of Parse's like huge dreams. We have a Survivor blanket on our couch right now. Yeah. I think it's a really big part of your life and I think you'll get on someday. I think I'll get on someday. I, I better. Holy shit. <laughs> but yeah, in terms of fun stuff for my semester, I didn't have any. This semester sucked and it's one of the big lessons I learned. Sometimes things suck <laughs> <laughs> and you just gotta slog through them. Um, you usually come out of tough times stronger and even if you don't, that's okay too. Um, declaring really sucked and I wanted to transfer, but I did work hard and get through those tough days and junior and senior year convinced me that I couldn't have gone to anywhere else except Berkeley. Um, also a lesson in retrospect now is that you don't need to follow super strict professional timelines or it's really easy to feel like you don't have self-worth if you don't have a job if you don't have an internship if you're not in a certain club but don't fall into that trap Um, timelines are fluid you have an entire life ahead of you to get things done you don't have to follow some rigid professional timeline yeah i 100 percent agree with that it's like yeah because i think my career kind of just happened by like a lot of just fun things i did and i'll talk about that in the next episode um but like at least like my lesson learned was life is tough and sometimes just sucks and i think some people say it's like oh like you have to go through like these bitter faces but like no i I really wish sophomore (laughs) fall was better it just was genuinely not fun and i feel like i wasted a semester of my college experience life is tough and it's bitter like turmeric but you'll get through it and you'll learn how we got through it next semester when everything got better So please tune in for episode three. We'll see you next time.